Good morning. I'm Maya Wimala, and I'm lifting my camera up because I've cut off, I think, most of the head of my Buddha up on top of my cabinet. So I have at least most of him. So today is Thursday, September the 9th, and we are on, excuse me, I have a really scratchy throat this morning, so hopefully I won't have to stop and cough. Um, we're on day nine of our Pilgrim's Companion. This is a beautifully edited uh, Pilgrim's Companion to the wonderful sights of the Buddha's life that Buddhist pilgrims will take in India. And it's edited by Canon Visaka Kawasaki. They've done many, many pilgrimages to these parts of India, and over the many trips that they've made, they've compiled um, lots of suttas that go and with the locations they visit. And also, there is um, a daily reading and daily reflections, and these are always wonderful to use when you're wanting to um, maybe have something to keep to have in your mind when you when you meditate on a daily basis, or for one of your practices during the day. And today is the reflection is the divine abidings, which is something I really love, so I think this is going to be good. So I hope you're all doing well. It's, it's incredible, isn't it, the, the uh, news that I read? It's a, the, the world doesn't get more sane, does it? It just, uh, it's really frightening to think of children getting COVID. Um, I know parents and grandparents with young children are probably oh, probably facing an unsolvable problem many days. Um, and that's something we weren't that worried about with the first year of COVID. So really good thoughts and, and uh, prayers going out to all of you. And navigating our way in the world is something we're always doing. And this is this uh, period in, in our history here in America, this is a pretty difficult to navigate path we're on. So if you're following the, the uh, path that the Buddha set out to help us get out of, to find liberation from suffering, uh, I hope you're using it every step of the way just to negotiate your daily life and how you make decisions and how you find peace and uh, how you maintain equanimity when things are as uh, uh, like a roller coaster ride all the time. There, we have many challenges, many teachers every day. And a big part of it is nothing is clear cut. Right? It's not simply stay at home. Um, there are so many people are getting bombarded with information and misinformation, and it just creates more confusion. 
and more stress. And these are, these are our teachers these days. And as hard as it may be, um, we have to be grateful for our teachers because it might be our speeded up course, our extra speedy course in finding the end of suffering and finding how to navigate that. And uh, we have to be aware of that. We have to think of that. Otherwise, we would, there would be more despair in the world. And we don't want to be contributing to despair and uh, pessimism and a negative viewpoint of the world. So I think one of our jobs is to keep rousing ourselves rousing ourselves to be uh, understanding and uh, making making the right choices to keep our minds from <clears throat> going down those rabbit holes, I think of them as. <clears throat> Where it's easy to just become lost in hopelessness or negativity or... Uh, seeing things not be the way we like them being. But remember that this is samsara. And I think we're just, we're just having things revealed to us that have always been present somewhere in this world of samsara. So that's why the pilgrim's companion is important. Uh, I think we can imagine ourselves in these beautiful places where we can see images from the Buddha's life, from his teachings, and those names come alive. I, I have never been to India, so I'm, I experience pilgrimage through, pilgrimages through this book and another book by Shwarma, and I can't pronounce her last name correctly, Rikralami from Chicago, and her book is a beautiful pilgrimage. And, you know, it also includes like the difficulties of travel and the frustrations and then beautiful uh, meditations and beautiful pictures from the different sites. So these are two, the two books that I've had for several years. And I think in a time like we're going through now, it's good to have that, to check in with that, uh, that ancient history that means a lot to us in terms of the uh, suttas we study and the teachings that we glean from them and make and see the appropriateness for our modern day world. So do things that lift you up. Do things that, that bring you back to your spiritual path and uh, keep going. Keep going and find Find beauty everywhere you can, and that can help lift you up as well. So let's do our reading, and then we can sit together. <clears throat> this is day nine, and the reading this from the Sutta. This is a Sutta from the Samyutta Nikaya forty-two eleven, and it's Bhadraka. Once the Buddha was staying in the Malan town of Uruvelapaka, Lakapa. At that time, the headman Bhadraka said, 
It would be good, venerable sir, if the Blessed One would teach us about the origin and the passing away of suffering. And the head man would be the village head man. <clears throat> head man, the Buddha replied, if I were to teach you about the origin and the passing away of suffering with reference to the past or the future, you would become confused. Instead, I will teach you about the origin and the passing away of suffering at this moment. Listen and attend closely. <coughs> Excuse me. So already this seems perfectly appropriate for us today, doesn't it? Yes, venerable sir, Bhadraka replied. Are there any people in Uruvilakapa on whose account pain and sorrow would arise in you if they were to be severely punished or executed. There are such people, venerable sir. Are there any people in Uruvelakapa on whose account pain and sorrow would not arise in you in such an event? There are such people, venerable sir. Why would pain and sorrow arise in you on account of some people, but not on account of others. There are, venerable sir, people for whom I have desire and attachment, but there are also people for whom I have no desire and attachment. Headman, apply this principle that you have just stated to the past and to the future thus. Whatever suffering arose in the past arose rooted in desire, for desire is the root of suffering. Whatever suffering will arise in the future will arise rooted in desire, for desire is the root of suffering. It is wonderful, venerable sir. It is amazing, venerable sir, how well that has been stated by the Blessed One. Whatever suffering arises is rooted in desire, for desire is the root of suffering. Venerable Sir, I have a boy named Sirawasi who stays in another place. Every morning I send, send a man to find out how Sirawasi is. Until that man returns, Venerable Sir, I am anxious, hoping that Sirawasi has not met with any affliction. If Sirawasi were to be severely punished or executed, would pain and sorrow arise in you? Venerable Sir, if Sirawasi were to be severely punished or executed, my whole life would be upset. So how could pain and sorrow not arise in me? In this way, too, it can be understood. Whatever suffering arises is, a root, is rooted in desire for desire is the root of suffering. Headman, before you knew Sirawasi's mother, did you have any desire, attachment, or affection for her? No, venerable sir. Then was it because of knowing her that this desire, affection, and attachment arose in you? Yes, venerable sir. If Sirawasi's mother were to be severely punished or executed, would pain and sorrow arise in you? Venerable sir, if she were to be severely punished or executed, my whole life would be upset. 
So how could pain and sorrow not arise in me? In this way, too, it can be understood. Whatever suffering arises is rooted in desire, for desire is the root of suffering. From the Samyutta Nikaya 42.11. And that's the desire, the craving um, that can be so deep, those attachments. So let's read the reflections now, the divine abidings. And let's just uh, be, be in the meditation posture that works for you right now. Be comfortable and relaxed. Sometimes we can't stay comfortable, perhaps for a long time. We might become restless. So find the posture that is, is good enough for right now, where you can be comfortable for now. And if you, if your body allows it, you can learn to be. You can to, you can learn to stay comfortable for longer and longer periods. These are the divine abidings. These are the states of mind. These are the qualities that we want to develop, and we think of them as those the very highest qualities of our mind as we follow the path. And these are also ways to help us with that suffering from craving and desire, that attachment. So just listen to the words as you sit in practice. You can listen to them and try not to become uh, analytical and filled with thoughts, but try to just let Let these words sink into you so you really can um, comprehend comprehend them and take them in at a deeper level. And then when we finish, we'll just sit together for the rest of our time. It's very short. So the reflection again for day nine is divine abidings, or the Brahma Vihadas, we call them. Metta, therefore, Metta, which we call loving kindness, loving, uh, loving friendliness. May I be free from sorrow and always be happy. May those who desire my welfare, those who are indifferent towards me, and those who hate me also be happy. May all beings who live in this vicinity and those who live in other kingdoms in this world system be happy. May all beings living in every world system and each element of life within such a system be happy and achieve the highest bliss. Likewise, women, men, the noble and ignoble ones, devas, humans, those in woeful states, And those living in the ten directions, may all those beings be happy. Karuna, we translate as compassion. May all those who are in pain, in trouble, 
facing hardship and suffering find relief. May their troubles be over. May they find happiness. Mudita. And Mudita we think of as a joy for others, appreciative joy, sympathetic joy, joy for the success of others. Karun, uh, Mudita. May all those who are well, successful, healthy, and prosperous maintain themselves happily. And Upeka is number four. It means equanimity or equipoise. And that's that um, stability, complete stability, not ruffled by the by the fortunes and misfortunes of the world. Upeka, all beings are the owner of their kama, heirs of their kama, born of their kama, related to their kama, and abide supported by their kama. Whatever kama they do, for good or for evil, to that they will be the heir. So that's the that's the universal, that's the spiritual balance, is the kama, our actions, um, will will be balanced out, and so we can we can go ahead and live our lives seeking that balance in our lives today. We don't have to worry about uh, what's going on with other people. We just want to find that balance. Be aware of that balance in the universe. So why don't we sit now together? Be aware of the body breathing. And you can be aware of what I just read, but you don't have to keep thinking about it or um, becoming analytical about it. Just allow it to be. Some of you will find these very familiar teachings, and for some people they'll be new. So just let your body be with them. And allow your mind to become calm, feel it settle. You can be with your breath. Be aware of everything coming to you through the sense doors. Be aware of sounds. Just let them come and go. Be aware of your thoughts. Allow them to come and then go.
with our thoughts, we can easily, or with anything coming through our sense doors, we can easily get caught up in stories, memories, stories. Just let those go. When you notice you're caught up and distracted by those thoughts, just gently let them go. Come back to your breath. Be aware of any fragrances or smells you notice. Be aware of any taste in your mouth. And be aware of the contact your body is making. The contact with your seat. Maybe your feet are on the earth. Or they're on the floor. Maybe you feel a breeze coming and touching your skin. Notice how it feels. Be aware of everything coming to you through your senses. Be at peace. when we can allow our mind to become calm and settled. Then we can begin to see what arises within us. And the things we need to see will present themselves. But we don't push that. And we want to be able to have a very calm, settled mind, a tranquil mind, to even be able to see what wants to arise. Otherwise, we'll have a distorted view. We want to see clearly. Anytime our mind, our thinking begins to become a distraction, or our stories are a distraction, then we can just come back to our breath.
and stay with the rise and the fall of the breath. Just allow everything to be the way it is. Take it in. Now, if you have more time, see if you can just continue to sit a little longer and just allow yourself to become more and more at peace. And if something does arise that you want to look at, just investigate it. Just explore, not too long, uh, don't get caught up in your thoughts. Just explore whatever arises. 
and then after a little bit, let it go. It, you may need to see something again and again before it's even clear what it is, but that first step is actually just seeing it, being aware that something's there, something's there that you you need to explore. So, my time to go, so hope you can sit longer, and uh, tomorrow's Friday. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you so much. You're a very important part of my practice. Thank you. Bye-bye.